When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello there, and welcome to The Wizard and the Bruiser. I'm the wizard, Jake Young. And I'm the bruiser, Holden McNeely, wearing a cape today. Watch out, he's got things hidden in there, tiny knives. Ooh, I've got a bag that's got an infinity uh, storage space in it. I'm (laughs) pulling out a big, fun axe, and I'm pulling out all my ex-girlfriends. Why'd you have to do me like that? Why'd you have to do me like that, Martha? Sounds like the only thing you're holding in that bag is regrets. (laughs) Uh, We're doing an episode that is going to be not just educational, but entertaining. And uh, edutainment. Entertainment. Edutainmental. Uh, let's just imagine that, like, it's a, it's kind of like a snowy day at school. Half Ooh. the class didn't show up. Your teacher doesn't give a fuck. And rolling in on that combination TV VCR cart comes your good old friend. Hit it. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh, 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 oh yeah. yeah. We ain't picking up a book today. Word to your whole mother. Bill, Bill, Bill. Half the class is like lighting up joints already, and the other half, my friends in the front row and I are just going, oh boy. <laughs> Lost my virginity to this song, by the way, when I was 27 years old. <laughs> uh, we are going to be talking about the influential science guy, uh, Bill Sanford Nye. Bill Sanford Nye, born on November 27th, 1955 in Washington, D.C. To some smart motherfuckers. To some smart and really weird motherfuckers. Jacqueline uh, was a code breaker during World War II. That was Bill Nye's mother. Uh, In college, she was a uh, a very talented mathematician and uh, was... Yeah, tapped to uh, un- as part of this kind of like secretive girls club of high achieving female mathematicians. Oh, what? Yeah, cryptography. Like this was high high tech, highly advanced work that needed to be done, and uh, they just kind of like had a gals club of highly confidential. We will fucking murder you if you tell anyone what you do. <laughs> uh, code breaking, like you know, Enigma code, that kind of level 
of uh, of advanced code breaking. Meanwhile, uh, Edwin Darby Ned Nye say that eighty times fast. Fun story about Edwin Nye that Bill Nye likes to talk about oh, is yeah. uh, how he was going to law school when he was a young man and didn't really care for it. He was kind of a freewheeling guy, and so he uh, joined the uh, a naval contractor that sent him to Wake Island. And in 1941, uh, the Japanese attacked him. That's right. He uh, he was a Japanese prisoner of war, and uh, he had no electricity. And that led him to become a sundial enthusiast, which I feel like is very bizarre. I think I would become a, a, a play Russian roulette enthusiast or now, something like that. Now, Marcus, I know you're not a big fan of uh, Bill Nye. I know this is, you know, you're going to be learning a lot. But uh, just fun fact about uh, Bill Nye's dad, he was a Japanese prisoner of war held in uh, Imperial Occupation. Occupied China for four years. <laughs> now, Marcus, do you know if Imperial Occupied China in World War II was a fun place to be? I was he near a little old town <laughs> called Nanking? Uh, yes. Ooh, <laughs> bad town. Probably one of the worst towns in the entire world in World War II, and that's saying something. So, uh... He retur- Edwin returned to his love, Jacqueline, and the two got married and had a baby. Had and sex. They had Filthy, <laughs> dirty, marital sex. And uh, when talking about his parents, uh, Bill Nye will talk about his dad's enthousi- almost monomaniacal enthusiasm for sundials. He will talk about how much he admires his mother's uh, hard work and uh, math skills and uh, the lessons that she taught him as a young man. Mm. And uh, also how atrociously angry their marriage was. <laughs> <laughs> yelling and fighting, mm. fighting and yelling. I actually didn't know that, Jake. They were super pissy at each other super, all the time. He does not speak highly of his parents' marriage, although he speaks highly of his parents. And uh, for that reason, he was kind of a single guy uh, to this day. Let me guess. It went something like this. I want to break some codes. I want to work on a sundial. <laughs> codes. Sundial. Codes. Sundial. Smack. <laughs> Counter smack. No. <laughs> So oddly Why enough, didn't they just make a code out of a sundial? That's my fucking question. <laughs> Anyways, Jake, I'm sorry. So How are you going to make a code out of a sundial? There's only one thing that a no, sundial does. It could have weird other symbols on it. I don't know. You could, there's, it could have a, a secret opening inside of it. That you had to turn the sundial in a certain way or something yeah, like that. But the only thing the sundial can do is that like, when it's 4 o'clock, it opens up. Uh, I think it can do a few more things than that <laughs> if you put wheels on it or something like that. So Bill not young Bill, uh, mm. discovered a love of tinkering and yes. model building. <laughs> yes, of course, much like... Quiet, peaceful, solitary model building. Absolutely, kind of like me. My parents were a bit tumultuous at times, and I love to put together Puzz 3Ds. <laughs> so I do understand what that was like. So that's what those are for. Yes, that's what those are for. They're in, the, they're in the children's section under relationship help. All the time, I'd be at Toys R Us being like, who buys these dumb oh, things? Oh, dude, I did the Eiffel Tower, I did the White House, I did the London Bridge. Oh, my God, my father. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just some memories just got brought So down. he uh, had a love of building and uh, and tinkering. He would play with model airplanes to uh, see if he can get them to improve their aerodynamic uh, 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 traits. He would uh, design his own bicycles and build them from scrap. Sounds like an engineer in the making to me, Jake. So that's what he ended up doing. He mm. believed uh, in, in making things, and so he was an engineering student. He well, studied at Cornell. And before... Before that, he was accepted to the Sidwell Friends School. Do you know about the Sidwell Friends School? It sounds like something they would cover in last podcast on the left. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. It's a haunted school. It's a haunted school full 
full of full of cult people. No, it's a highly select. Well, kind of. It's a highly selective Quaker school located in Bethesda, Maryland. Mm-hmm. It's described as the Harvard of Washington's private schools. Um, both of Barack Obama's daughters attend Sidwell. It's just the kind of place I go to Sidwell. You know what I'm saying? Sidwell. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt's son went to Sidwell. Sidwell. Richard Nixon's daughter went to Sidwell. Bill Clinton's daughter also went to Sidwell. <gasps> Not Chelsea. Chelsea, <laughs> indeed. Um, but then he went to Cornell after that. Yeah, you're totally right. And got uh, uh, to get his BS in mechanical engineering. But he also, at that time, uh, attending Cornell, he took an astronomy class taught by Carl Sagan. How fucking cool is that? Minds blown, listeners. <laughs> uh, Carl Sagan, of course, was the host of Cosmos yes. and is just, you know, the pale blue dot. Is that where Bill Nye learned how to be an arrogant son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> Uh, Marcus, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm sensing a little bit of tension <laughs> from this corner of no, the room. No, but okay, this tension is real. This yes. is a real thing that, like, we will get into because, yes. like, I've been doing a lot of research in Bill mm-hmm. Nye. I made something. For, I made like a dumb little listicle for Dorkly about Bill Nye, and like, there's two sides of the Bill Nye phenomenon. There's like the fucking wheezing asthmatic kids that actually like bought into like the science is cool. Who else wants to help me change the world, youngins? Um, <laughs> And then there were the kids in the back being like, fucking shut up, you weird-headed asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly do not care about the nervous system. (laughs) I want to get fucked. (laughs) Did you know that planetary motion is different than molecular motion in many key ways? Shut the fuck up, you (laughs) fucky motherfucker, you spindly slender man asshole. I want to get my dick sucked by age 13. (laughs) Man, I wish I was one of those kids. I, I, I wish I was, but like I feel like I'd be real bad at it. Yeah, it's very true. I'd smoke the joint backwards and stuff like that. Uh, after tooling around for a uh, oil company, he ended up in Seattle working for Boeing. Boeing, which was uh, shit. You know, back to airplanes. His love of flight and aeronautics is uh, is profound and lasts to this day. And you know, it actually was his first kind of intro to doing some of that edutainment sort of work. He uh, started in training films and developed a. a, a, a and kind of sh- did did that kind of hosty stuff on on sort of uh, starting at Boeing, and he also developed a hydraulic pressure resonance suppressor for the 747. And if I knew that what that was, I would be even more impressed. I went to look it up, and I was like, many words, bad words, big, big words, mad words. It goes. <laughs> I needed you there to tell. Yeah, exactly. I needed someone like you there. To be no, like, I think it actually suppresses the suppresses the. Oh, okay. It makes the go. <laughs> and but in in if you are flying in a 747 to this day that specific part is still in production still in use. What? Yeah. That's cool. Um but he was so here's the here's the thing now he's a, a young kind of a goofy guy uh just a just a, a pleasant nerd in Seattle in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, and Seattle in the late 80s, early 90s was a very happening, cool place to be. Yes. Uh, everything from Microsoft to Alt-Rock was happening out of the Pacific Northwest. Mud, honey. You've got yeah. Nir- Nirvana. <laughs> uh, the presence of the United States of America, who, like, oh, half so of these... 
And He's like, bringing out the President of the United States of America in the same rocket. breath as Mud Honey. Oh, we're doing an episode on them, Peachy. On Mud Honey? Yeah. yeah. No, on peach, <laughs> Peaches. You've got <laughs> Lump. <laughs> um, uh, name na- me, naked and Famous. Uh-huh. Name me even 50 songs that are better than Lump. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it. I want okay, Rolling Stones. Maybe Gump by Weird Al Yankovic. Gump, Gump is far superior Gump. to Lump. <laughs> Gump rules. No one is claiming Gump doesn't rule. <laughs> but is Gump better than Lump? Yes! <laughs> Gump's good. Oh my Gump God. is good. Oh. I can't oh. I kind of, I might be agreeing with Marcus here. <laughs> anyway, back to the classic podcast, 30 something screaming. Gump is the, the snorks of uh, of the 90s. I will 90s. strangle you on, on mic right now. Your neck is just begging for chokes. Um, so. He started, uh, he, uh, his first foray into entertainment was that he won a local Steve Martin impersonation contest. Uh, now, if you look at Bill Nye, he doesn't exactly look like, uh, like Steve Martin. He just is kind of goofy and waspy looking. Yeah. But people who were there claimed that he embodied the Steve Martin experience. I mean, if you listen to his voice, I could hear how he could definitely emulate the stylings of Steve Martin. And he, like many He's nerdy, got that timber, you know? And uh, I, I honestly feel for the guy. Like, I was a nerdy kid that loved comedy. I would start imitating my favorite comedians, and that made me think that maybe I had a future in entertainment. And uh, I talked too much in the classroom, and the teacher got mad at me, so uh, I was forced to kind of curb it and only do it in theater class, and that's how I got into doing comedy. Well, now we're going to get to this part in Bill Nye's career where bad stand-up comedy and bad sketch comedy collide. Now, you saw Bill Nye's stand-up, and you told me about this uh, moments before the show, and so I didn't have time to watch it. Uh, I have a I have a photo right here. Um, oh man, he was already wearing the bow tie, and he, uh, he looks like Professor Frink. Uh, you can find it on <laughs> he YouTube. Does. It's uh, it's just Bill Nye's like first public appearance. It's like a long comedy set, but it is rambling. The jokes <laughs> fall flat. He does prop comedy where he pulls a wrench out of his sock. It is atrocious. I mean, okay, but I will say all of what you just described is like straight up the 80s comedy boom yeah, in a so, nutshell. Right, but like it's it's bad 80s comedy. It yes. is a, it is it is awful 80s comedy and you can tell that the host only brought him on because they're just like, can you believe how shitty this comedian this guy this guy Bill we know from the comedy scene is? Because also happening at this time was a boom in uh Local, uh, local television. Yes, uh, you know stuff like uh, Mystery Science Theater, like uh, stuff like local talk shows. Uh, you know there was kind of a boom for this counterculture comedy programming, and in Seattle that was almost live. Yes, almost live. A sketch comedy show that was based in Seattle, mm-hmm. as we said, um, and they sort of did fun little like it was. It was broadcast on Saturday nights at eleven thirty, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the host of the show, Ross Schaefer, suggested that Bill Nye, because uh, they were buddies, that that Bill Nye do some scientific demonstrations um, as as, and he claims, and I, I don't think Bill Nye d- uh, disagrees with this. He claims he gave him the nickname the Science Guy. It's um. Bill will talk about this in interviews, and people that knew him at the time will talk about this. Bill was not funny. He was okay in sketches, but if you watch his... 
Speed Walker. Oh, that was his hilarious superhero character. Uh, He's a speed walker. I watched it. It was a very long three minutes <laughs> uh, of watch. I was like, I literally was like, damn. I kept looking at the time to see if it was the time was somehow getting longer. Like my YouTube was broken. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, at this time, while he was trying to break into stand up and working at Boeing. Uh, and hanging out at with the uh, Almost Live crew because uh, he was also doing live science demonstrations at the local science museum. Now, Marcus, did you grow up with like a local science museum or a kid science museum? Yeah, the Grace. The Grace Museum, it was about an hour away in Abilene. It was actually pretty awesome. Tesla coils and like all these weird mm-hmm. like... Yeah. In I sh- loved that In shit. Charlotte, we had uh, Discovery Place and I loved going to Discovery Place. Uh, the Liberty Science awesome. Center in New York, uh, the... The Boston Science Museum, I remember visiting as a kid, and they have the world's largest Van de Graaff generator, which are these huge, like, bulbous, titty-looking metal spheres Mm. that discharge millions of volts of electricity. Oh, yeah. And in this big demonstration, this twerpy teenager raised himself in a a, uh, brass cage and, like, held his hands to the cage and let the lightning strike the cage, and he came out fine. Because of a specific effect where electricity flows around mm. a metal object, not inside of it, and it blew my mind. I love this shit. Yeah, you touch the ball and your hair sticks straight up. Yeah, mm. um, and that's like better than magic shows, better than clowns. Like I f- like this. Well, clowns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless there is, unless I am learning that juggler is bullshit. <laughs> so. Bill had a, you know, he was good at these science presentations, and there was a gap in the Almost Live programming, and even though Bill wasn't the funniest guy around, they were like, hey, do one of your demonstrations on the show, and he did it, and people liked it. Yeah. People fucking love science demonstrations. Absolutely, especially when they're done in an entertaining way, because it's like, if you can do it even slightly comically, Mm -hmm. you know? I I mean, I would almost argue um, it's almost like a a comedy song. Mm -hmm. Like, it only has to be kind of funny if the song sounds good. Mm -hmm. It's it's like doubly entertaining for for a lot of audiences, you know? You've just got multiple layers at once. Oh, you got a beaker full of liquid nitrogen? You have my attention. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, the segment was a hit. And um, from there, the segment kept appearing. And uh, from that notoriety, he got cast in... This is like the weirdest part of his resume. Back to the Future, the animated series? Back to the Future, the animated series. <laughs> yes, huh. I, I watched some... You can watch some clips on uh, YouTube. Uh, it was some little live action segments that he did with Doc Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd. Mm, they, yeah. they would work together in these little segments where um, they would do science demonstrations together. It's it's clear that Christopher Lloyd like recorded all of his parts in a separate like set yeah, all totally. at once. And then they got Bill Nye to, at a separate, much shittier set, just <laughs> silently do the demonstrations. Mm. And they were incredibly popular. This ran from 1991 to 1993. And this is what spurned the thing that we all know and love. The show that will now stand the test of time for the children who don't have to get taught by the teacher that day. Beekman's World. What? Shit, I'm sorry, I meant... Yeah, Linda, thank you for letting me lose my virginity to you at age 27. (laughs) I don't know why I announced my age uh, during that, during coitus. Just, just have it like. I am a 27 year old man! (laughs) Thire 40! 
Hey, babe. I, I know it's only been two dates, but I just, I feel a connection. And I just. Oh, uh, yeah? Hit it. Wait, are we having sex now? Wait, is this what sex is for you? Why why is this song start playing? Is this I'm 28 and a half years old. You're 28 and a half. And this is your losing your virginity? That's not, if you think that's 69ing, that is not 69. Touch my knees. No. Absolutely not. From 1993 to 1998, Bill Nye the Science Guy aired on PBS as a half an hour long program. Um, Of course, he had his classic blue lab coat and bow tie. That's the Bill Nye way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man, this show ran for 100 episodes, Mm -hmm. all uh, centered around each one a different topic uh, relating to science. Um, And uh, in addition to hosting, he was the head writer and producer for the show, and it was all filmed in the Seattle area. Uh, that's true. In fact, um, one of the things the show did differently is because uh, before that it was Mr. Wizard uh, is he spoke directly to a kid's audience. But instead of just doing little demonstrations and little uh, like single topic vignettes, every episode is very repetitive. It would hammer mm. home very specific fundamental science lessons, whether yes. it's how light behaves in a spectrum or how I watched an episode on YouTube about. Uh, invertebrates and how they differ from spinal corded animals. <laughs> but uh, each demonstration and each uh, skit would build on each other. Yes, and um, you'll love this list of, uh, this is the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the many guest appearances included Siskel and Ebert, mm-hmm. Bob Ross, Ooh. Sinbad, <laughs> Mudhoney, and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, you forgot the presence of the United States of America that also appeared on the show. What? Mm. Yeah, but uh, mud honey. Mm. She's lump. She's lump. <laughs> she's lump. She might be dead. Uh, and this yeah, is- the mud honey goes like, fuck me, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they did a cover of the Bill Nye theme song. It's very catchy. Oh. What? Um, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> how many times am I going to do that this show? What? That's my new tagline. We should just have a soundboard for you for like what, a. What, what, what? Yeah, exactly. That'd be amazing if the Wizard and the Bruiser like became, slowly became a bad morning zoo show <laughs> with each iteration. And then they, we do a Wizard and the Bruiser on the Wizard and the Bruiser's transformation from an informational show about nerd culture to a morning zoo show. Now, this is the 90s. Full so, circle. tell me what you think about like really like weird quick cutaways and like black and white distorted footage. Uh, how do you feel about really shitty pop culture parodies? Uh, how do you feel about uh, rap segments? I mean, all those sound like my childhood to me, <laughs> and, and they all sound, you know, they all sound like making science groovy and cool for a younger generation. This is part of the Bill Nye divide because while we were watching that and going like, oh, cool, they're rapping about water vapor. (laughs) The actual cool kids are like, I swear to God, if you shoved a nail gun up my dick hole, I would thank you. (laughs) I think, think, uh, like, now that I think about it, because I I do remember, and and, and let's mention it too, I mean, Mr. Wizard, right? I think that was probably the first sort of science informational Mm -hmm. show that was dedicated to it that was like a thing that I actually was into watching at Mm -hmm. all. And I do remember, like, like, and I wasn't in a Beekman's World, which uh, one of the writers of Bill Nye also wrote for Beekman's They're World. They're very similar in, like, that fast-cut style and that kind of, uh, like... For uh, some reason, Beekman's World is just a little too, like, 
goofy for me, a little too cartoony for me. But Bill Nye was, I actually was like, it would come on. I remember when it first started coming on, I was like, oh, fuck this. I don't want to watch a show about science. I want to watch Ninja Turtles duke it out with a brain. Uh, And mm. then the more I was sort of watching it, uh, you know, I gave it a little bit of a shot. And I actually did find myself enjoying it and would actually look forward to it coming on. Uh, That is another thing is... uh Bill Nye was usually the bridge uh, in syndication from cartoons to just boring grown-up stuff. Mm-hmm. Golf. Was, golf, reruns yeah. of, yeah. Uh, of Dude, that's All in the Family. Welcome to the next Sandcastle Building Championship. That's the right. World. That, <laughs> I remember. Preview. <laughs> I remember it being kind of a bummer because that it was a mark of Saturday morning cartoons like almost being over, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, Every almost every episode, with a few exceptions, would end on a hilarious science-based song parody. Oh. Uh, Marcus, hold on. I prepared a little a little game segment. Uh, I'm going to tell you the uh, parody song and parody artist, and you're going to tell me what lesson they were going to be teaching you in the song. Okay. Uh, Smells like air pressure by Nivana. Losing your virginity at age 27. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. The answer is aerodynamics. Ah. Uh, what about Bill's Got Boat from uh, Sure Floats a Lot? Buoyancy. It was buoyancy. Whoa. Well done. Yeah. Specifically the word buoyancy? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm going to suck at this game. Go on. <laughs> uh, let's talk about stress by stress and tension. Um, breaking points. Filthy massages. <laughs> mm, I'm sorry. The uh, answer was structural engineering. Uh, what about It's the Food Web by Food Webby Web? Food triangle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would pyramid. Say, food pyramid. Food pyramid. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the ecos- ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Food web. Yeah, it's, it's all the same. Uh, and uh, this one is a uh, is a nice uh, Morrissey parody. Oh. Uh, this one is, uh, this one's a little physics lesson. Uh, if you could, if this one's an audio puzzle. Okay. Yeah. Being a closeted teenager. <laughs> Kinetic energy. This is actually isn't, isn't bad. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. This it's is the best one. Yeah, roll, a, roll a thermodynamics. Uh, you had it on. You had it on kinetic energy. Kinetic momentum. Energy. Momentum and inertia. There you go. The faster you push me, the farther I'll get. Okay. Yeah, I really like this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you just really like Morrissey. I do like Morrissey. I am a fan. Yeah, I'm just gonna go home and listen I'm, to some Morrissey. After this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't like the person, but I like the music. The music is wonderful. Name one thing Morrissey actually taught you that Bill Nye didn't. Uh, Meat is murder. <laughs> actually, I'm pretty sure Bill Nye's also. A vegetarian, but yes. And it's a crash test dummy that's in the video. It's very clever. It's oh, that's cool. <laughs> clever is a word oh, I crash mean. test dummies. Yeah, we can do a whole episode on that. We could do half a one. We'll have to do like a two-parter, like them and like a super drag. We'll do like a two-parter or a one-parter that is two different subjects because they wouldn't fill yeah. up a whole episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not going to buy Bill Nye the Science Guy action figures. Maybe you can get like a T-shirt with his, again, just terrifyingly abnormal head. Yes. Uh, just just so, just, just, just not the normal head shape. Not the standard shape. It of the is head. both flat yet jagged. Yes. Yet 
big. It's just weird. It's a weird big it's like, head. It's like an HP uh, Lovecraft when they go to places where uh, like the physics don't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like going to his head. Yeah, like you see it in every different possible way. It never, it never quite makes earthly sense. But uh, you could buy the CD-ROM adventure game for Windows. Yes. Bill Nye, stop the rock. Stop. The Rock, uh, which was a show. What you're on a spaceship, right? Or you a ro- uh, uh, no? An asteroid's headed towards you. you it's an asteroid it is? is headed towards you. But for uh, again, because this is a fun kids game, the uh, AI responsible for the asteroid did you know deflection system has gone rogue, and you need to answer a bunch of riddles in Bill Nye's creepily empty lab. It's kind of like Mist. It's basically just Mist with Bill Nye the Science Guy there you hanging go. out trying to stop uh, global genocide on an unprecedented level. Or that uh, CD-ROM that came with the Wu-Tang Forever disc. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but you walked around their weird Wu-Tang mansion um, and it was very empty and you had to solve clues to get uh, bonus uh, videos. Yeah, the Rolling Stones did that too. It was called uh, with the Voodoo Lounge album. Mm. Yes. Oh, and Primus did that Primus too. Primus did it too. Uh-huh. Oh, so it, good. Guys, the 90s were great if you don't look at it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and um, his next big thing after that was he was the technical expert for a little-known beloved show on Comedy Central called BattleBots. Oh, God. Remember I watched BattleBots? BattleBots might be the worst show I spent the most time watching. I know, right? <laughs> it was always like this big build-up, like this crazy thing was going to happen, and then it was just too really lame <laughs> robots just sort of trying to run into each other and failing at even doing that. Like, within episode two, the game was broken because, like, no matter how many cool buzz saws and flamethrowers you added, all you needed to do was just flip it on its back. That's it. So, like, just a triangle would always win. Yes, a triangle <laughs> would always win, and it was really boring. Coming up next, El Devastator <laughs> with built-in Gatling guns versus... Isosceles Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, uh, it was, it was really weird. It was like the MMA, but with um, robots. It's very, very, but, but I watched the shit out of it. Ooh, BattleBots calendars for the current season are now available for That's 2017. Fun. Now, now, to to a testament to Bill Nye also being a actual scientist during this time, he also helped develop a small sundial used in the Mars exploration rover missions. It was called Mars Dial. And That's d- pretty cool. I mean, uh, there's a Mars dial on every rover that we've sent on uh, to Mars. There's probably like two or three of them at this point. Mm. Just w- hanging around. He designed it with like artists and other people. Right. Um, he, uh, with his connection to uh, Carl Sagan, um, he, there's this legend, you know, this fabled conversation that happened when he uh, was about to start Bill Nye the Science Guy and went back to Cornell for his 10-year uh, reunion. <clears throat> and he got to corner... Sagan and say, hey, you know, I'm starting a uh, a kid's science show. And Sagan said, stick to just basic science, like fundamental science. Don't like get too heady. Like just get like get the basics in and the rest will take care of itself, hmm. uh, which kind of kind of fits his story. Yeah. Um, he and also like after after the show stopped and like he had a follow up series, The Eyes of Nye. Even before that, he was a host of a hundred great discoveries for Think Film for the Science Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, he great inventions with Bill Nye on the Discovery Channel. Just all those like little series um, that that came out. Uh, and then yes, The Eyes of Nye aired on public television in two thousand five. It had thirteen episodes. And to be honest with you, this was the one thing when I was kind of doing this research. For for this show that I was like, huh, this is kind of 
good. Yeah. And kind of really overlooked and totally underrated. Um, it, it had a hard time getting out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it, it aired on public television, but it, it, it they you know they I think they were going for a PBS show, and PBS wanted more kind of serious science shows. This was another comedy science show, but for adults. Yeah. They did a lot of of parodying of the sort of modern journalistic incorporation of science, and I think that that was really cool. Like they really ripped apart different elements of the way science is represented in journalism. They had a parody of a Larry King show with a deep voice senator that flip-flops between each question answering about science. They had an Opinions Now with Chris David that was straight up a hardball with Chris Matthews parody with an overbearing host that mm-hmm. needed yes or no answers on everything related to science. They had what I, I want to watch this, the hippie couple, where it's just like these two stoner hippie people talking about new age bullshit science stuff. And they really kind of ripped apart all this stuff and um, you know did different things. They, they had a subject each week, addiction, cloning, nuclear energy, population. Um, the one I watched earlier was pseudoscience mm-hmm. and uh, it was great. It was fantastic. And of course he was a part of, uh, what was what's the name of the organization where they, they try to debunk different uh, science The things. Randy Foundation? No, it's not the, the Randy. Randy. The Foundation. James Randy something or other. He's great though. I love that guy. He has a really good documentary. Uh, the Humanist Society, he does a lot of that. He's, that's, a, okay, so that's <laughs> Let's get into this part of Bill Nye. Mm. Is he is a member of all these like very highfalutin the Planetary Society? Oh, the Planetary that, Society that's is amazing. Uh, different. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Carl Sagan's old uh, Co- thing. They they are currently uh, building up funding and plans to launch the first like functioning solar sail, which is you know the idea of like uh, of uh, propulsion uh, spaceship propulsion where you just have a giant mirrored foil that the light particles will without expending any fuel just push to eventually the speed of light i found it the mm. committee for skeptical inquiry yeah mm. there it is a non-profit to promote scientific inquiry and critical investigation so he does a lot of work at these like conferences at like the humanist foundation or like ted talks and he hangs out with a lot of rich people and like he keeps showing up on cnn Telling I, people to just recycle more for fuck's sake. I you saw fucking him garbage on. Uh, I saw one of his hearings he did about uh, educating uh, for children. Um, it's really cool too. He did a guest appearance on the TV show Numbers, which is an American crime Not drama. Not only TV an series. appearance, according to the creators of Numbers, yes. He, he influenced the actual creation of the show because they attended a lecture that he gave in 1990 about getting children excited about math. So this is a TV show where you've got an FBI investigator that is brothers with this um, pro, uh, math prodigy slash professor at a college, and they team up to solve crimes using math mathematics. Um, it aired on CBS from 2005 to 2010. It had a really successful run, and it's a really noble, really cool effort, and it's really awesome that that, that, that was one, another one of those things I learned about Bill Nye that I really appreciate. I think that's super, super fucking cool. So the next time you get a weird gay panic boner from David Boreanaz's impossibly handsome face, think to yourself, 
Thanks, Bill Nye. <laughs> yeah, I, w- one one of the last things I want to mention is you know he had he had a debate with creationist Ken Ham at the Creation Museum. Mm-hmm. Ken Ham, a big creationist, um, that happened in February 2014. To a lot of people had a lot of mixed reviews about that debate. They felt like he was going just for kind of a, a, a look at me grab, uh, and mm-hmm. and some people said he he made was made to look foolish by the person who should have been made to look foolish, the creationist. From that though came a book called Undeniable Evolution. And the science of creation that is quite appreciated. Um, that's a Bill Nye written book where he really uh, does his best to debunk all of these uh, creationist theories and uh, provide an overview of evolutionary theories. And it's it's did quite well. Uh, weird side fact: um, Do you know the that Amazon show uh, Mozart in the Jungle that you don't watch and none of your friends watch? No, mm. you see no. ads for it's it. It's on airplanes all the time. You oh, see oh, ads oh. for it. So uh, that. Oh. Yeah, a relative I I don't know well told me I should watch it. Yeah, so that's a show uh, based on an article about the secret kind of skeezy party life of uh, concert musicians, like Philharmonic uh, orchestral musicians. And uh, that article was written by a musician named Blair Tyndall. And on February 2006, she... uh, had a wedding ceremony with Bill Nye. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, then popular, not quite cool Christian guy Rick Warren oversaw the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And uh, the music was provided by um, somebody Yo Yo Ma. Yo Yo Ma. And uh, the wedding, the marriage was annulled very quickly because uh, Bill caught her uh, trying to poison his plants outside his home. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. That'll cause a big, messy divorce. So yeah, that was a big, big, crazy kind of part of his uh, his background. Again, sure. adding to his, uh, when you corner him on it in interviews, not a fan of the of marriage. <laughs> yes, not a big fan of marriage. Uh, also, uh, his uh, he has a good friend and a fellow executive at the Planetarius Society, Robert Picardo, who played the hologram doctor on Star Trek Voyager. (laughs) Uh, Picardo's wife uh, entered into a messy divorce with him and claimed that uh, the two were engaged in a gay tryst. Ah. Uh, the two claim that uh, they're just good friends and that uh, they're both their exes are crazy assholes that owe them both a lot of money. And probably just doing a bunch, of, <laughs> probably just doing a bunch of cocaine together, gave each other a massage. Please, it happens. Um, uh, he also holds several patents. He's got one for uh, an educational magnifying glass, and the one that I had to really look into because I was so confused by. He has a patent for a new kind of ballet shoe called the toe shoe. They, it adds a toe box to it. I found out why he did an episode on bones and muscles, I believe for Bill Nye, the science guy, uh, which took him to the Seattle Ballet where he saw how fucked up all the women's feet were and realized that those shoes have been the same for centuries. Mm-hmm. So we just jumped in on it, got the patent for it. He's probably making crazy money Oh, so of this is way before he busted his shit all over the dance floor at Dancing with the Stars. Yes, this is way before just the Dancing Just wrecked his stars. knee on live television, <laughs> crawling, crawling in agony. Um, <laughs> We're not even going to mention how he kind of hates children no <laughs> so uh no. okay okay um so i posted a thing on dorkly that was just like 10 things about bill Nye. it was just stuff that we've talked about on the podcast and uh just stuff i'd learned researching i gotta eat that's my day job and um i saw this massive backlash against bill nye and it was kind of amazing because you know i'm again i'm a front of the class kid i was all right. about it i, I thought loved he was it. beloved yeah and uh a lot of it was uh right-wing people that were coming at him because he has been a staunch advocate 
for uh, intervening for global warming. Yes, he, for he environmentalism, recorded for stuff. Energy. He worked with Al Gore on stuff, recorded stuff for his videos. He's been very, very outspoken about that. On um, mm-hmm. he's done a lot of episodes of Larry King Live where he's talked a lot about mm-hmm. that, as well as debunking UFO theories, mm-hmm. which I'm sure makes Marcus just livid. Well, he's, he's just he's just not a fun man. He's, <laughs> he is especially so. But in also in interviews, he talks about how much it's important from his work talking to kids that you have to engage people. You have to put yourself out there. You can't just take the high ground and let people be in ignorance, mm. which also makes you look like a know-it-all that wants to be in the center of attention. Yeah. So I can see where people reject it. But in 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 cases of evolution, in cases of uh, government regulation of industry, in cases of the environment, he is always making himself known and present, which caused a lot of people who didn't grow up with him as a beloved TV star or maybe just recognized him as the skinny asshole during half snow days, teacher don't give a shit days. Uh, they don't like him. But I uh, today I, I uh, contacted, I can't reveal any sources due to contracts, but they're working on his upcoming Netflix series. And which we should, uh, we should plug? Uh, he has an upcoming, uh, whatever, it's Netflix, we all subscribe, we're gonna, it'll be, uh, with our fucking watch histories, we're not gonna be able to miss it. It's called Bill Nye Saves the World, uh, spring 2017, mm-hmm. it's about science's relationship with politics, pop culture, and society, boom. Done. But I, 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 I laid it out, I was like, listen, what's his deal? Is he just like a weird, like, grump? Is he just in it for the White House parties and, like, speaking fees? And he's, and my source said, very, like, a hundred percent. He is a cheesy sixty-year-old man that honestly believes what he says. He believes that uh, science is the best answer we have for all these unanswerable questions, and that the humanity is better when we advance it. And he that he does everything he can in his power to help that cause. And um, he's you know just a goofy guy. He knows he was a terrible stand-up comedian. He can't believe his life is where he is. He knows he's a mechanical engineer, not technically a scientist. And it's it was very reassuring to like to just know that this goofy headed weirdo that like was a bad comedian, like found his niche and just like pushed forward cool static electricity demos. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable that he stayed in the spotlight for this long. It's the type of career where usually you would think you would never hear from him after the edutainment show that he did back in the 90s. And uh, my my only last thing is just uh, definitely just look up on YouTube uh, Bill Nye, The Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore if you want to hate everything. (laughs) But you will enjoy the way that he one-ups them at the very end of it. But man, if you just want to get real mad. Oh no, my favorite uh, my favorite Bill Nye clip is when uh, it was like this big humanist lecture series where it was like Richard Dawkins, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye, and like a few other like top level known nerd heroes. And uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson launches into this awful like, but what is consciousness? Does the man like do you perceive what is not like the universe? And Bill Nye just like says like like Neil Neil. All I can say to that is, wow, man, <laughs> am I, like, thinking or am I, like, thinking I'm thinking? <laughs> That's pretty good. Which, yeah, uh, he's, no, nah, he's a goofy guy, and he, he represents this kind of, like, scientist ideal that, like, it, punch me for being a nerd for believing in it, but I believe in it. <laughs> 
Um, well, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, please uh, write and review us on iTunes. Oh, guys, do that! We're doing good on this thing right now. We're on the Games and Hobbies iTunes list, and we're doing pretty good, and that's thanks to you. So thank you so much if you've already written and reviewed. If you haven't, it helps us so, so much. Uh, and besides that— You're holding that, your phone right now. You're looking at it. Do you, it. Just do it. Just do it. Just open the podcast app and do it. Um, and uh, um, at Holdenators on— um, Twitter and I'm Holden Editor's Ho on Twitch. Catch me every Monday night playing video games with my girlfriend. It's the only Twitch stream that I even remotely understand. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at Best Jake Young and check out the stuff I do for Dorkly. Hells yeah. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Have a good one. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.